This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the 8am uh, daily Arsenal news show. Hope you're doing good and well, enjoying life. Uh, it is now the weekend. Thank goodness. And it is quite a big day of the weekend. Whilst Arsenal play tomorrow, tonight, 7.45, Liverpool will play Spurs with the opportunity to give Arsenal the chance to go five points clear tomorrow against Leeds. Uh, it is a massive, massive game. We need Liverpool to do us a huge, huge favour. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I can bring myself to watch it. I don't know if it's, you know, it's like I, could, I should just check the score, you know, at the end of the game because it's, it's going to be a painful. Mike is off. What do you mean the mic is off? Oh, no. Oh, no. What's going on? Mike is off. Ah, that... uh, is that better? I hate it when it does this. That's like a whole minute's worth where you've not heard anything I've said. So annoying. So annoying. I'm hoping that you can now hear me now and that it's all fine. Uh, let me... Let Yes, it's working. Okay. Oh, it's so irritating when that happens. I'm tempted to start it all again, but there's no point. There's no point. I've done it now. Um, but yeah, uh, as I was saying, I was saying it's a huge weekend uh, and it's a huge kind of time for Arsenal uh, as well and it's a huge moment um, this weekend that we get the right result I hope that we do I hope that we hope that we can push onwards towards what we want to be a Champions League finish however we have got to talk this morning about the news that dropped yesterday and that has created I'd say division I don't think it's caused division um, really I think Division, you know, there's always going to be division between things on different topics. But I actually think on the whole, you know, most of us, um, near all Arsenal fans, have been very happy about this news. Um, we're going to talk about that in a bit. We've got a few more things to discuss before that, though. Um, let's jump into the chat. Good morning to, to Sam, to Canoe, to Jose, to Matt G. Good morning, guys. Raheel, Simon, Kevin, Guna0411, K, Olu, Shreyas, Mike. Hope you're doing good, guys. Kevin. Harvey, uh, clear away, Dave, Paul, Black Shine. Good morning, guys. Uh, Martin, 
um, Masaya, uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, Masaya. Um, Paul, Morgi, Manu, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, Diallo says, 3 a.m. here in Boston, USA, but I won't go to sleep until Tom tells us that we're signing Haaland. Ah, mm-hmm. For your sake, I might just say it, but I, there's no truth in it. <laughs> so, sorry, mate. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more and uh, and say good morning to some more people. Sharif, Harvey, George, King. Hope you're all doing good, guys. I hope you're doing fantastic. And uh, yeah, let's crack on with today's stories because we've got some interesting ones to talk through. Make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing to the channel, of course. As always, we start with Lucas Torreira. Uh, Lucas Torreira will join Fiorentina at the end of the season for, confirmed, supposedly, 15 million euros, which is about 11, 12 million pounds Arsenal are going to get. So we've made a half loss. Uh, We've lost half of what we invested in Torreira. You know, we didn't get what we wanted from Lucas Torreira. We didn't get what we wanted from him at all, um, to be honest. Uh, I thought there was going to be a lot um, and I think Unai Emery is, is part to blame. I think Arteta never really gave him an opportunity, to be honest. Maybe for the benefit of the club in the long term, depending on where we go. But I really thought there was a player there. Um, I really thought there was something that could come from Lucas Torreira, especially when he first arrived. But uh, he will move to Fiorentina for 15 million euros in the summer. Um, so let's let's just give him a big send-off and hope it succeeds. Because, you know, he's, he's never done anything necessarily wrong for us and has gone through a lot as well. Uh, now, recent reports linking uh, Ekitike, uh, the RM forwards uh, with Arsenal, uh, does not look particularly healthy right now. Manchester United, Eric Ten Hag are really pushing for some exciting young players, it seems, this summer. Both Darwin Nunez and now Ekitike um, have been linked with United, despite both of them having links to Arsenal. It really... It really puts up the transfer window for Arsenal in a really interesting way because we don't particularly know how Arsenal are going to approach it. But what we do know is that a lot of the players that are gradually or that are being linked to Arsenal are gradually kind of slipping away. Um, Ekatiga have been linked, Darwin Nunez has been linked, Paolo Dybala has been linked, Patrick Sick has been linked, and all of these players are being either linked with other clubs more strongly now or uh, the clubs that they're at are saying that they aren't going to be going anywhere. It's starting to whittle down the possible options for Arsenal this summer before the season's even finished. I have a feeling that Arsenal are doing a lot of the legwork now. And you know what you know what the club's like at the moment. They are being very good at resisting the leak of information. And we saw that with Mikel Arteta's contract. There was no news at all in the lead up to this that it was going to be announced like now. Um, my colleague Chris Whitley of Football London reported earlier in this in this year that we were, that the club were confident about him signing a new contract. But there's been no exposés uh, that Arteta was going to sign this new deal and yet it came out yesterday. Remember the Callum Chambers deal? Remember the Matt Ryan deal? You know, all of these things were very under the carpet and and behind the scenes. And I expect this to be the case with um, Arsenal this season is we're going to see a lot of moves that aren't necessarily being talked about. Florian Grilich, however, continues to be linked with a move to Arsenal. His contract with Hoffenheim is up in the summer. Would be a very smart move for Arsenal to sign the midfielder because he's very good uh, quality centre centre mid that's done great things for Hoffenheim and I think would add certain strength in depth. He's not going to give you an upgrade on Granit Xhaka by any means, but he's certainly going to give you an upgrade on Mohamed Elneny as a possible depth option. So if you can get this guy in for free, I think we will have to wait and see what happens, but it would be a good squad addition 
the team for where we want to go. Now, Mikel Arteta confirmed in his press conference that Takahiro Tomiyasu is indeed fit. However, the one player that is fighting to be in contention but is still facing problems with an injury is Ben White. Now, in yesterday's preview show, we talked about the possibility of playing Ben White. Tom would throw him in. I and both of Jeremy and Alex would prefer to not risk White and push with holding. I think there's no need to play White, to be honest, against Leeds. I think we can play holding and expect some strong performances with him. And, you know, if holding plays really, really well, I think there's the argument that the back three could come in against Spurs because the argument is we should be trying not to lose that game as an important kind of priority. Making sure we don't lose that game is going to be absolutely key. Do we go to a back three? Is holding involved in that? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think there is an argument for that. But I wouldn't risk White against Leeds. I don't think there's any need to when we're going to need him in these last couple of games of the season if he returns to full fitness however our headline story as you all very well know is that Mikel Arteta yesterday it was announced just minutes after we finished yesterday's 8am show gutting timing absolutely gutting so it's, it's, it's as if they don't care that we do this show unbelievably rude of the club um but uh, in all seriousness it's it's good news um my preference was always that we kind of waited. You know, I wanted to kind of see where we finish. I wanted to see what we might have done in the summer that we, you know, waited to make this decision. But the reality of the situation is that was never realistic. The reality of the situation is that we were always going to sign him up to a brand new deal. And so if we were ever going to announce it, I don't think there was a better time, to be honest, than this week. I think that going into the Leeds game, giving us a push giving us that boost into the last four games of the season because we've already confirmed Europa League. It's not like there's a risk that will fall out of Europe now. You know, we've guaranteed that for ourselves. And that, if we're honest, was probably the club's target. In fact, I'm almost certain it was the club's target to finish in the top six and get back into that European competition this season. Anything more to them is a big, big bonus. Now, I think we can definitely achieve top four. And I think we've got a right to achieve top four with how we've performed this season, what we've achieved so far this season. So it would be a big, big disappointment for me if we didn't get top four. However, the timing of the contract for me is spot on. I couldn't have picked a better time. We've come off the back of three big wins. It was actually offered to him after the loss against Southampton, which is interesting. I I think it's been, you know, pretty much verbally agreed for some significant period of time. We know that he went to Denver, of course, to meet with the ownership. No transfers came in during that window. I think we can all, you know, put the dots together and, uh, and su suggest quite comfortably that that was a big discussion that went on in January about his contract. So I think it's been verbally pretty much there for a while officially after the Southampton game, but now they've announced it after these three big wins. They may have waited until the end of the season, you know, especially if we hadn't have won those last three games. But I think this is a really good moment um, to really prop Arsenal up, to, to take the distraction of the contract talk away, because uh, that's now resolved. It's done. It's finished. Um, he will stay until at least 2025, we expect. I kind of a feeling it may even go longer who knows i might be wrong i've been wrong about a lot of stuff <laughs> we'll have to wait and see but i think the timing of it personally is the right one i'm going to be getting lots of your reaction in the chat box to this and i'm sure you'll have a question about this in the q a section in a second however i want to bring your attention to a show that we're going to be doing this afternoon at 2 p.m at uk time so it's now before all the premier league games kick off so you don't miss any premier league football this afternoon if you would like to join us. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to get in the mind of the fans that aren't necessarily as happy. 
you know, the small percentage of fans that have put things on the channel, commented on the channel, joined us in the chat boxes, and said they're not happy with this decision. Say that this decision is wrong. Say that we should be looking to bring someone else in, or that they're still not happy with Arteta as manager. I want to get into the minds. I want to ask questions. I want to listen. You know, I don't want this to be an echo chamber, this channel, ever. And we're always welcoming of the opposite viewpoint as long as it's respectful. You know, I think I've probably blocked more accounts on this channel than most Arsenal content creators have to deal with because we have a no abuse rule. And unfortunately, what happens is often is that side of the debate, the side that is, is quite anti-Arteta, can come across in a very negative um, fashion and a very abusive fashion at times. However, thankfully, there are a lot of people out there that know how to do this in a respectful way. Myself and Dan Potts have had brilliant debates about Mikel Arteta. Me and Sophie have had great debates about Arteta. You know, we don't necessarily agree. Me and Shaheen, I thought I had a really good discussion the other day about Arteta. We don't necessarily agree on all our points, but we can certainly talk about it in a respectful and grounded and objective fashion. But I want to get into the minds of those fans as well, more so. So if you are frustrated with the New Deal, if you are if you are frustrated with what I say about Arteta and you want to ask me questions and you want to get your point across and you're sitting there watching the screen going, oh, I wish I wish I could just stick it to Tob and just tell him all this. This is your chance. This is the chance. 2 p.m. today, UK time. DMs on Twitter are open. DMs on Instagram are open. We tried to do this a couple of weeks ago. I reached out to people that had messaged me and this was after like the, you know, the Southampton game. We'd lost three games in a row. I had at least 10 people that were so angry with the situation. They messaged me saying, I will, you know, I'll happily talk to you about Arteta. Happily do that. And after we won the game against Chelsea, before we'd even won against Man United, before we'd even won against West Ham, that nine of the 10, fair play to one of them. I'm not going to name for obvious reasons. Um, but nine of those 10 people that messaged me, you know, just disappeared off the face of the earth, have not heard back. And that's not what this is about. It shouldn't be that you need a bad result to be able to back your view on something. Because if you're not willing to even then hold your hands up and say, you know what, I'm not going to come on the show because I think, you know, the landscape's changed. My opinion has changed. That's fair enough. But don't, you know, don't do a Homer Simpson meme and, you know, <laughs> back into a, a hedge so we can't see you. This, the whole point of this is so that you can get... Um, you know, I, so you can get your view across. And maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you'll change my mind. You know, I'm always open. People know how much I've changed my mind at times because if you're presented with the evidence that's correct, you know, I, I think you've got to be open with that. So DM on Twitter, DM on Instagram, 2 p.m. UK time today. Don't suffer in silence. Send me a message on Instagram or Twitter and uh, we will get you on and we will have a chat. That's all I want to do. Just hear from the other side. That's all I'm asking for. Anyway, that completes the first section of today's show, which means we're going to move on to the second section, which is, of course, your questions, your queries and theories, uh, and ask what you'd like to ask in the chat box after this short break. All right, then. Let's jump into the chat and uh, see uh, what you guys are saying. Freddie says, for me, the contract is meaningless because he goes on a run of six losses. Let's say then the contract won't matter. Contracts are irrelevant in football. They just protect value. I understand what you mean, Freddie. I think I know where you're coming from. Um, it's a place in which I think... You know, we could really learn more uh, about contracts and what they mean. And if we're putting too much value on them, arguably we are a lot of the time. We're putting too much value 
on contracts. The problem for me, mate, is that it's important that what they show to the outside footballing perspective, be that, you know, player signings, be that um, the players that are at the club that then can make better decisions knowing that the future of the manager is already assured. Because you don't want to go into a transfer negotiation with a player knowing that they don't know what the future of the manager they might be signing for is. If you're signing for a club and the manager that's there has got less than a year, He's being linked with a move away and things aren't very happy. Is that an attractive place to go? You know, I'm not sure that it is. I'm not sure that is an attractive place to be. So this actually as a contract represents more in terms of a footballing perspective than perhaps it does from a longevity Arteta perspective. And maybe it's actually more of a statement than it is um, just an extension of a person's contract. Uh, Adam says, Tom, don't you think that with the directional travel, we have a bigger pool than Man United for the likes of Ekatike and to a lesser extent Nunez? You know, the fact that we're in the Champions League race and they're not, you know, is a big, big sign. The fact that we could get to top four, and if we do, that'd be huge. They've got instability, but they do have a coach coming in that demands plenty of respect amongst the footballing community in Eric Ten Hag. They've got players like Ronaldo there that, you know, is is a pull for certain players, not strikers in particular, but maybe there is with the the argument that he'll be going in a year. So you learn from him for a year and then move on. But I think that Arsenal have got a great project here. I think we've got a great attractive foundation that players can allow us to go to the next level. And I think players can look at what's been achieved this season with a very young squad and say, wow, you know what, this this club's going places and we're on the and they're on the right track and are going in the right direction. And if they get Champions League football, it'd be unreal. It'll be absolutely unreal. Matt says, if Xhaka shouted at the ref the way Declan Rice did, would be bad for 20 to 30 games. I've seen the video. It's ridiculous. You know, I get there's frustration, but is there no recompense? Is there no backlash? I mean, if that was Granite Xhaka doing that, you know the fallout on our own social media would be pretty crazy. Uh, Lucas says, Edu said that we'll make one to two big signings. Who do you think it will be and how much do you think we'll spend on them? Uh, Good question, Lucas. By the way, don't get that wrong. One to two big signings doesn't mean that we won't do other signings as well. Uh, I'm expecting about five signings this summer. I'm hoping that's going to be about the number of players that we bring in. Fingers crossed, because we're going to move a lot on still. I think the two big signings is obviously going to be at striker and centre midfield. I'd say that Gabriel Jesus would be one of those two big, you know, in terms of profile. Not necessarily always the money has to be big, but certainly the player profile. Big Manchester City starter would be big for us. Uh, the other one, I'm not so sure. I don't know. And I like the fact that I don't know, to be honest. I like the fact that there's a little bit of mystery still. Usually we go into windows knowing exactly who we're going to sign and we got a really good idea. But last summer we didn't and it turned out to be a really good window. I'm liking the fact that that's the same again for this summer as well. Uh, DJan says, uh, hi Tom, do you really think that we will sign any of the players that we're linked to? I think, yeah, I think we will. I think we will sign some of the players, but I think also there's a chance we might see some players join the club that aren't linked with us as well. I think that's a real strong possibility as well. Oh, I can feel my throat getting rather dry and I didn't get a drink. What an amateur mistake. We might be wrapping this one up fairly soon. Uh, Maham says, should we stop thinking new contracts as rewards for achieving something, but as investments for what a person can give the future? Yeah, that's what contracts are, Mahamdin. Um, and I think that people confuse contracts this like this all the time. And I think Arsenal have confused it. I think that Arsenal gave Aubameyang a contract as a reward. And at the time, I was of the mindset going, yeah, sign the thing, you know. We have to get him to sign. We're desperate. Look at what he's done. Look what he's done for Arsenal. Look where he's taken us. That's not why you offer someone a contract. You offer someone a contract assessing what has been done, but considering what they can bring to you in the future. 
And Aubameyang at that age, you know, and what he had done and what could happen, but then, the, you know, the choice between saying, having negotiations with a club and moving him on for 20-odd million quid, which we could have done because there was interest, or, you know, and then going out and signing, or signing him to a new deal, with the benefit of hindsight, which is always a good thing and always something we take for granted, you know, it was probably an error to do that. And at the time, it really didn't seem like it was. I think that you're absolutely spot on, Mohamedim, is that contracts are about reviewing what the potential of that can reward for us in the future. So whenever you say that we're rewarding failure or rewarding mediocrity by offering Arteta a contract, that's not the right viewpoint to have a look at it. It's not about what he's earned by what he's done. It's about what we look at in the future and what we predict can happen with Arteta at the helm based upon the things that have happened and go, hmm, are we going in the right direction? Do we expect this? Do we predict this to go further and us to get better? If so, then a contract is probably the right move. And I think that's what we've done. Um, let's go to Martin, who says, do you think that we should sign Gnabry or Gakpo this summer? Personally, I would love Gnabry back. Um, I think that Gnabry would be a fantastic signing. I think Gakpo would be a fantastic signing. So either of those two, Martin or both, because they do play on opposite flanks and Gnabry can play in the middle as can Gakpo, I think would be great additions to the club. Uh, Lynn says, there are some players who need to be tied down and that should also be taken into account for stability. You know, Saka, Gabriel, I think are both two players that we should be looking to try and tie down this summer. Thomas Partey is arguably up for a contract soon as well. We'll have to look into that. Um, every two years, this two-year cycle that the club continues to go on. Uh, Martinelli as well, another player that we need to be looking at as uh, a possible new contract renewal. Uh, Sharif says, Hi Tom, Aubameyang did deserve his contract because of what he did and achieved it. Uh, it was just unfortunate how his form declined. I think that if, you, if you're arguing that a contract is based upon things that you've done solely rather than looking ahead, then yeah, no doubt he deserved a contract. But the problem was with Aubameyang was that the decline was predictable. You know, we, we, you could see that there was a chance that it would have not have gone that way. That with the style of footballer that he was, that in this Premier League team and in this Arteta style, which, you know, hasn't always suited Aubameyang, that it wasn't necessarily going to be the right decision. And it has proven to be that case. Menya says, hi, Tom, what's your take on Flores and how do you think he's going to be integrated into the squad? I think he's the future of right wing for Arsenal. Really exciting player. Uh, my colleague Kai Karnak at Football London did an exclusive interview with uh, Marcelo Flores, which you can check out on football.london's website. A very interesting read. I think that Flores has got bundles of potential, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm really not going to get ahead of myself at all. Um, and let's not spam the chat with questions because you're lucky I even answered it uh, with that because I've just seen you spam the chat with three. Let's try and not do that. Maximia says, hi, Tom. I'm really surprised there's so much negativity towards Arteta signing a new contract. How is anyone not able to see how we are going step by step in the right direction? Be a fan and get behind it. You know, this the rhetoric like about being a fan comes up a lot in this debate. The only time you should ever question someone's fandom in this debate is what the hell is going on with this green screen <laughs> just looking there what's going on has that helped no that's not helped is this gonna help no that makes it worse i don't know we'd merging <laughs> there's some kind of incursion going on there to reference dr strange uh let's see if we can just change that a second because that's gonna bug me oh oh there we go 
you see green screens they're temperamental things these things um where was i yeah so talking about um the only time that i think you can question someone's fandom is about uh if they say they want us to lose if a fan says i want arsenal or i don't want arsenal to win the next game and there is only one very 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 specific time where that's okay if Arsenal winning a game meant that Spurs win the league, that's the only time, the only, only time when you're allowed to wish Arsenal to not to win. It's the only time. And it also depends on what we would have based upon that victory as well. You know, if we could get top four by winning, but it would hand Spurs. It's a really difficult question. It's really difficult to answer that one. But that's the only specific time the only specific time that you can ever, ever, ever want Arsenal not to win a game is if that that win would hand Spurs a league title. It's the only time. That is the only time. <laughs> but if for any other reason, unless someone's got a really good idea that thinks they can come up with another one, that's not supporting Arsenal. That's that's stopping being an Arsenal fan. You are no longer an Arsenal fan if you want Arsenal to lose the next game. It's just, just how it works. It's just the basic rule. The basic rule of being an Arsenal fan is wanting us to win the next game. It's all it takes. It's really simple. You know, it's not hard. People talk about sometimes how hard it is to be an Arsenal fan. It's not hard to be an Arsenal fan. You know, it's, it's something you've connected to for your life, something you've committed to. It's not hard. If you think it's hard to be an Arsenal fan, you know, speak to my missus as a Charlton fan. <laughs> you know, there's some real hard stuff about being a Charlton fan right now. That's un unbelievable. You speak to loads of lower league sides. You know, I, I think we take for granted. Um, and people talk about ticket prices, and I get that. I really get that. And that's a really strong argument. I understand it. Um, but it's the contextually, like, all you need to do is support Arsenal by wanting us to win the next game. That's that's all. We all you need to do, all you need to do. Uh, try being a Derby fan, says Sam. Yeah, exactly. Um, unbelievable. Uh, Manu says, Would you sell Gabriel if good money comes in from Juve? How much and who would you replace him? Think we could do with someone a little calmer. Um, to find someone calmer, Manu, most of the time you're gonna have to find someone older. Um, because with experience comes composure especially for defenders. I mean, people will talk about Saliba coming in, but Saliba's not composed yet. Saliba's not calm yet. Saliba still makes several mistakes at the back. It's something that's part and parcel with having a young defence. And I think that maybe, you know, Gabriel, I don't want to see him go. I don't want to sell him. I think he's got real potential to be a top, top centre-back if we give him the time and we give him the, you know, the ability um, to be better uh, and to develop. So no, you don't sell him. And if we want to go to the top, we have to do what we, you know, we have to do what we we weren't doing in the 2010s, which was letting players go. And I know that the reasoning why we let those players like Nasri and Van Persie, et cetera, go, but we didn't really have to. Did we really have to? Because that cost us. It handed Man United another league title with Van Persie going. And, you know, we the rewards for what we could have got by keeping them and by investing could have been so much more. And I, I have so many inner demons, even like conflicting demons about that period, because I get the argument that we were restricted or whatever. But then when I read stuff that Wenger never asked for investment from the ownership, never asked for money and wanted to do it in a self-sustaining fashion, but maybe we didn't have to. 
that that will always haunt my viewpoint on that period. I, I respect that he kept us in the top four so long without the investment, but I always question if we had to. Did we have to do that? Did we have to do that? Because if the answer is that we didn't have to do that, then why on earth did we? <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of my gripe with that period of time. Uh, Shuru says, hi, Tom, have you seen Vlaovic? He is really struggling in this Juventus system. We would have been a much better fit. Um, oh, well, you know, that ship has, has very much sailed. I have seen it. Um, so, they, yes, I have. I've seen his struggles. That said, I think he's still scored a fair number of goals. It's just not the same kind of prolific rate as he was scoring at La Viola. Um, before he left. Uh, Neil says, I don't want Jesus from Man City. The only reason he's a starter is there's only one striker. Now, if that was the case, why do he still play so many games when Aguero was there? How has he got so many appearances still when Aguero was there, Neil? That, that's the question I would ask. Has he still played so many games? The thing about Man City is, and Pep Guardiola is that they rotate. They rotate a hell of a lot. It's part and parcel of the system. But if he wasn't, you know, he's a starter for Man City at times because of their rotation. I think to turn down the opportunity to sign someone of Jesus' quality is is naive with respect. I think it's naive. Uh, Gogo says, uh, signing Mikel Arteta to a new deal will mitigate every form of undermining the manager or trying to sabotage him in these last few games and put every doubt to bed. This will unify the team and the fans. I don't think it will unify all the fans, Gogo. I wish it would, but I don't think that it will. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for becoming a member and supporting the channel. That's really kind of you, and I'm sure that the chat box will welcome you uh, as well. To the TGT crew, uh, if you'd like to join us as a member, link is in the link tree in the description. You get lots of extra stuff. Um, I suppose, to be fair, this is the perfect time to use your Arteta emojis in the chat box, members. You aren't going to find many better times than this. Um, so <laughs> here is your time. Um, Neil says he doesn't score enough goals in probably the best team in the league. How many goals has he got in the last few games? <laughs> I don't know. That's only a small sample size. Um, but I did a piece on this. Um, I did a piece breaking down his stats, breaking down his XG and why maybe it's underperformed. But actually, it's only a couple of seasons where he hasn't put in enough. Eight goals, nine assists. 13 goals, 12 assists in 38 games. In fact, that's in 2,327 minutes. So if we actually have a quick check on goal contribution per minute... So that's what two, three, two, seven divided by 25. So that's a goal or an assist every 93 minutes. You're getting a goal contribution a game, Neil. I'm really not sure that that's, is that really something to complain about? I'm not sure that it is. I think that's a really fantastic return for a season, to be honest. Um, but that's just me. I just think that people underrate him. I really do. I really do think that people underrate him. Um, Paul says, I upgraded yesterday and nothing. Paul, it doesn't tell me when you upgrade. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. Um, it doesn't tell me uh, unless I have to go into like this really specific part of the uh, the YouTube memberships tab that I have. Um, but uh, sorry, Paul. It does say that you upgraded to an expert member. So thank you. Uh, much appreciated. But it doesn't tell me when I'm live on a stream, Paul, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Amir says, hi, Tom. I'm getting sick of people saying two eight-place finishes but they never mention that the FA Cup in the six months at the start. You know what they never mention either, Amir, is they never mention that we, you know, that first eighth place, you know, we took, he took over the club when they were, I don't even remember. Like, it was what the, if I go on to the Everton, was it the Norwich game? Norwich, Arsenal, Jungberg, match reports. 
Uh, what was it? Arsenal hit back to draw at Norwich in Freddie Jumberg's first game. Yes, December 1st, 2019. We uh, So there was a few more games after that. I'm sure that we played a few more games after that. Arsenal 2019-20 season. And I know that he technically hadn't taken over until after the Everton game. So it'll be the Everton, was it 2-2 or 0-0? I actually can't remember. Arsenal, 2019. Uh, it was 0-0. So where were we in the table? Uh, we were 11th. So we were 11th in the table uh, in Arteta's, in the game before Arteta took over. And we finished eighth, which, you know, it's, it's not a good season. It's not a good season by any means, you know, finishing eighth. But I think that things are always going to get worse before they got better. I talk about this a lot. Like Arsenal have been regressing and been making mistakes for so long, so long. Like for over a decade, we've been making errors. For the best part of this last decade, we've made a lot of errors, especially in the market. Um, and... To expect it to just go like that and go back up again, I just think is unrealistic. I think the mistakes were made last season when we finished eighth again. And I think that's obviously the pandemic, I think, had an impact. And people go, well, the pandemic's the same for everybody. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure contextually that it is when you consider the team that we had, the manager that we had going into that job, you know, that all of the all of the factors were against us. But we made mistakes. And the thing is, we learned from them. You know, we made mistakes with, um, with Willian, we made mistakes with some of the team selections. We made mistakes with contracts. We made mistakes with Alex Runison, um, Pablo Marie and Cedric. I look at as Cedric less so. Pablo Marie, I, I kind of question that signing, but we've learned from them, and we especially learned from them in 2021. And it's just, I just think that to expect a rapid turnaround was just not the way in which Arsenal were ever going to get back to where we wanted them to go. You may have been able to get like a, a Conte or, dare I say it, a Simeone, who I really don't think would have worked, um, to get that immediate boost. But eventually, you know, I think it would have worn thin. I think there would have been an element of attrition about it. And if we think about what Conte has done um, at Spurs, we could finish this weekend with him five points behind Arsenal, which would mean he's three points worse off than when he took over and having strengthened and Arsenal having not strengthened and arguably weakened the squad in January. So there's never a guarantee that that immediate upturn is going to happen. I understand the argument about standards. I understand the argument that, you know, this is Arsenal Football Club. We should be challenging for titles. Not just, I agree with you. We should. It's Arsenal Football Club. We should absolutely be challenging for titles. But we haven't for a very long time because we've made consistent mistakes for a very, very long period of time. So to get to the point where we can then challenge again, you know, we've got to take the steps. We've got to go through that, those steps to get back to that point. And I think that the things that we've done in the last year, you know, certainly point us in that direction. And, you know, that's why I'm fairly happy. You know, I, my, as I said at the start of the show, my preference was is that we waited until the end of the season before we offered a new contract to kind of see where we'd finish and see what we did in the market. But whilst that was my preference, you know, I'm not unhappy to see him sign a new deal. I'm not, I'm not unhappy about it. I don't disagree with it. It wasn't my preference, but I don't disagree with it. So, and, you know, if we were always going to do it, which we was, you know, it was always going to sign a new contract. This is to come full circle, the best time, the best time. Um, Freddie, I don't think people are dumb. I think that's harsh. 
saying people freddie says people are dumb it takes ages to challenge for a title look i don't think people are dumb freddie i think that's harsh and incorrect and wrong i think that people are tired are really tired and frustrated and have waited a very very long time since arsenal last won a trophy you know i know arsenal fans that um have passed away during this period since we last won a title um wishing and hoping that arsenal would get somewhere but the mistakes of the last 15 plus years you know have have, have really cost us and i think that that's why you see frustration and that's why you see impatience because we're tired we're so tired of mistakes being made at arsenal and that's why it's really maybe difficult to see for some when the right decisions are being made when the when good things are happening and you know it's really hard especially when that same manager that i think is making some good decisions you know did finish eighth twice because on the surface if you don't look at any of the context around those eighth place finishes you know you would look at that and you go wow that's awful that's really bad and on the surface you would think that it is but when you start taking into context everything else that's around those two finishes and why we finished there and what we're doing now and why comparatively then it's so impressive then then it makes a bit more sense um i hope that makes sense but i think you're wrong freddie to call people dumb about that i think that you know people are tired and it's difficult for a lot of people to see unfortunately there are some people that are just wrong <laughs> and are abusive and are disrespectful that's always going to you're always going to find there's always extremities in a society that's you know unfortunately why we've got some awful people in this world but you know it is what it is regarding that but no i don't think people are done at all um anyway we're going to round things off as i say by finishing with this uh for those that have joined late 2 p.m today if you are frustrated with arteta's new deal i want to get into the minds of those fans that do disagree with where my point is see so many comments so many little comments in the chat boxes be it live or on the videos that say you're wrong tom on this you're wrong tom on that well, this is your chance. Instead of, you know, don't hide behind your keyboards. This is your time. Come at me. <laughs> Send me a DM on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV, on Instagram, the Guna Talk. DMs are open if you would like to join us at 2 p.m. UK time this afternoon and you disagree with this new deal or even just the timing of it, you know. Make sure you send me a message and uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have a conversation about this because that's all I want to do is just have a chat and try to ask some questions and be asked some questions. So if you would like to get involved, I'm going to do the show whether or not people do message me, you know, because and it'll be a point made if no one does. So, yeah, here's your chance. Here's your opportunity. Um, and, uh, yeah. I hope that I get people on. I hope that people want to do it. So let's see. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, as it always is, guys. I hope you've enjoyed today's show and today's chat. Do drop a like on the video before you go anywhere. Um, and uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll see you a little bit later on, 2 p.m. this afternoon, phone-in show. Get in touch. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.